Hi, I'm Sam. I'm Shane. And I'm Paul. And welcome to the official Only Cans podcast, where we bring you business over beers. So what are you waiting for? Grab a can, sit back and enjoy the podcast. Hello everyone, welcome to the Only Cans podcast with me, Sam, Paul and Shane. Um, we, this is, we, we have been recording for... A little while now so um, hopefully we haven't got too much fatigue we're all right boys yeah we're still going strong yes. yeah we've been sitting here now for three weeks straight <laughs> <laughs> yeah we've got no work done you know no. so who, who knows what the fuck's going on with, with what we're what you know what we're doing in our day-to-day lives um but the things I, I think one of the things we wanted to discuss um is something that's been in the news by the time this this comes out it might be a little bit a bit old news but, but we might see how the dust has settled a little bit it's obviously the ftx demise um recently which i found out i I listened to this apparently the guy that was running it was using the deposit money or using like basically the funds that have been deposited the crypto funds have been deposited with them for their own like personal use um which effectively what's happened is it's highlighted the the unregulated nature of the ownership of cryptocurrency and maybe some of the dangers that need to be looked into. And I guess what it's highlighted to a wider investment audience is, um, you know, is crypto a good, strong asset class? And if not, how could it be? And what other asset classes are there out there that are are better, worse? And it kind of got me thinking, um, because I think I mentioned to you guys, I was able to to share the stage with um, Andrew Craig recently, which was really bloody awesome um who's written one of my favorite books which is how to own the world and and the 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 idea behind that is that you own um, as many different asset classes in as many different main jurisdictions in the world um hence owning the world so that you basically mitigate your risk and you're always earning money no matter what happens And and his his quote is that if you do that you're almost guaranteed to be a millionaire at some point in your life so um I know, Paul. Obviously, you you trade in in currency. Um, yeah. Shane, you've got a bit of crypto, haven't you? Yeah, crypto um, stocks and shares as well, and real estate investment trusts and things yeah. like that. Have you got any gold? Any any? any yeah, I've, I've got some physical gold as well, actually. Yeah. So you're so. I mean, I don't know what your situation is, Paul. Basically, I I, I pulled. Well, I've got I've got my um my sort of my tracker accounts and whatnot that I invest into, but that's. From my perspective, like everything goes into my business because I see business. I see a business as an asset class almost as well. I think like it is, asset, yeah, yeah, as an asset. Oh, and I was actually thinking about this the other day. So, if we've got all the different types of assets, right? So you've got I don't know if I miss any out. You can jump in. We've got property, obviously. We've got like stocks and shares, um, like trackers and that kind of stuff. You've got single single stocks. You've got commodities like gold, silver. Um, you've got, have I said, did I say crypto at the beginning? We've got crypto. You've got NFTs nowadays. Um, you've got currency. You've got various different currencies that you can then, you can trade. You've got REITs. You know, you've got bonds. You've got loads of different different things. Um, I'm sure I've missed, you know, missed I something. Think, 
even things like if you really want to go deep into that sort of stuff, it can be things like like uh, materialistic stuff as well, like watches and classic watches. cars. Absolutely, and, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, like Pokemon cards is even one like some yeah, rare ones. People cards. buy them and hold on to them. I've know? actually got a first edition shiny Charizard, and that was the first. Mate, I'd go and see a doctor about that if I was you. Oh. <laughs> no joke the first pokemon pack do you remember the pokemon packs which you could get it was like yeah, yeah. six cards like the first packet which i opened up and on the very top was a shiny charizard so went, next to a millionaire that's gonna be worth to, it bob i went to swap it straight away for like a normal i don't know fucking squirtle or something but luckily my mate didn't want to swap so i'm the one with the first edition shiny charizard um well i'm wearing my garage hopefully not them don't, don't <laughs> tell people where it is live on the podcast or come around your house now start sleeping <laughs> in your I've garage got, that's what that's a that's a, that was like a trend that like i seem to just completely sweep me by like i never i never got into it i was never into like the cartoon anyway i've never been into that sort of um anime type sort of animation anyway um so yeah it kind of like sort of swept me by i didn't really get into it but you're right, Shane. Like those kind of things are our assets as well. And what what my question was, I guess, to ponder over is, you, you're you're at you're at zero. What order do you invest in stuff? Ooh. Like I know I know in terms of just like the the first steps. I'm a great believer in set yourself a nice foundation. So you probably want to create a, a rainy day fund, a maintenance fund, and probably like a um like a, a fun like a fund of like just making sure that you're you're covered that your outgoings are covered for three to six months something like that so that might even be three separate accounts yeah. but then once you've set that and, and maybe you want to be getting rid of debt like bad debt yeah but once you've set that you then have this world of assets that you can you can you can go into do you go safe to start with and buy a load of gold do you you know or do you go down the other end and and, and invest in things like cryptocurrencies you know it's uh I've always, I've always, I've, I've, I've always had this maybe this thought of that might be a really good like series to get a load of people that are specialists in each different type of asset class and and get them to talk about their asset class and then get them to give their what their list would be of in what order would you find what priority order would you invest in all these different assets? That's not a good, good, good question. Um, Paul, go on. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, like, I've always historically gone down the very risky route and ended up with fuck all. Um, so, <laughs> it's like, that's why you say supporting Aston Villa. Yeah. That's, why you're, that's why you're drinking water. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> After three weeks. But it's, it's literally the case where I always went down the risky route because I thought I've got, you know, I had everything correct to an extent apart from the actual fucking investments that I made. But it was like... <laughs> You know, I had age on my side. I had disposable income. Um, I didn't need to, but like, save up my money for like a massive, uh, you know, asset purchase. Um, I don't pay into a pension, which is a bit of a, maybe a bit of a tricky thing. I don't think it will be, but um, you know, it's, it's stuff like that. Like, I, I always went for the big hitter, um, and I always missed. But now that I do have a bit of disposable income, like, what is it that I'm investing in? I'm not going for the steady Eddie stuff like houses and property and maybe even classic cars or watches or anything like that. Um, I'd be more inclined to go down the actual old school like indices and bonds route um, in the market. So probably bonds of sorts um, and 
possibly to an extent individual shares or share groups i can't remember what they're called but generally speaking i can trade forex extremely well it's similar you know it's it's not the same but it's similar trading stocks stocks will be generally easier than forex but i know that my whole future is in the financial markets of sorts uh, whether or not you know forex is going to be there in the future of course it will be uh, in some sort of capacity crypto maybe in some sort of capacity stocks in some sort of capacity um you know at least i, I know how to do it so I'll, I'll never run out in the future if that makes sense as a skill for life but in terms of actual assets if i had the income which i've got at the moment not doing forex uh say i don't know but no, it's just a normal job. What would I look to invest in first? It's tricky because when like 10% of fuck all is still fuck all, isn't it? And that's what a lot of people think about when they start out investing. Like if, if you invest, you know, 500 pounds into a standard, you know, stock or an index and, you know, think, oh, I can make 10% a year. Well, 10% a year is 50 quid. And then the next year it's 55. And then the year after that, it's like 61. Then the year up, and then all of a sudden, after 10 years, you've got like 650 quid. And you think, like, well, that was a waste of time. Um, so people need to, I think personally, you need to sort of not necessarily shoot for the stars um straight away with something ridiculously risky, something which is tried and tested, but you need to make your investments work or you build up that capital base a little bit more first and go for something which is a bit more of a steady eddy, which can replace some of your income in life. So, you know, go out and buy a, a single let in somewhere shit like Middlesbrough. Um, you know, it's like they're probably about 20 grand really a house. From Middlesbrough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, We've lost know. about eight listeners there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like the houses are, are less than 70 grand for a single let, you know, but the income is still you'll still make net maybe 200, 250 a month, like I'm, I'm guessing, mm. um, you know, and if you can accumulate enough of those over time, uh, just by saving up another deposit, you know, every year, every year and a half or so, after about four or five years, your investments will start to really make, uh, make sense to you because you'll probably get half of your general income replaced just by the properties. Um, so that's like a really good tangible investment to try to save up for, even though it's not like, you know, the dream house, dream location, whatever, it's serving the purpose. Um, however, I wouldn't necessarily try to save up 20 grand and stick it in an NFT um, because we know the volatility of them. It's, to me, potluck. You know, it's like th there are people who do it really well, do it really professionally. They're ahead of the curve. Um, but for somebody like me, it's potluck. It, it's like if you got involved, Sam, with Forex, um, to you, it will be potluck. To me, it's it's a skill set. Um, you know, it's like it, it's one of those things. So if you are trying, I guess you could rephrase it and say, like, if you've got less than a grand, what would you invest in and why? And then, you know, if you had, say, 20 grand, what would you invest in and why? Uh, and what's your general income? So it, it's a kind of like a multiple answered question if you've got a small amount to invest take a risk with it because you can probably replace that small amount quite quickly do you know off the back of that i so when i first started um doing sort of content on social media i was i was work i, I didn't i hadn't started my own business i was i was working for somebody else and i thought i need like i need a like a, a cheesy little like catchy 
theme to whatever I'm I'm doing. And I basically had this idea of in a 12-month period trying to turn one pound into hundred a hundred thousand pounds. And I called mm. it like my six-figure journey or something like that. Um and what it was was I basically um didn't for a short period of time sort of basically monitored and 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 documented my you know learning about different ways of turning small amounts of money into slightly larger amounts of money and then so on and so forth you know your standard stuff like going to b&m bargains going to lloyd's pharmacies and looking in like the bargain buckets and using like your ebay scanner to see if any of those things have been selling for more on ebay than they are in the bargain box at bm solution uh, bm solution oh, yeah, yeah. uh, bargains sorry bnm bargains bm solutions is a mortgage lender sorry i've obviously got mortgage yeah. um and <laughs> and um and just little just little things like that like i did like one of the things i did was i i doc i documented um going through like loads of old shit that i didn't want anymore and basically how much i managed to sell them all for to, 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 to basically instead of going oh, i've got one pound what am i going to do with that one pound it was more i've got a load of stuff and i'm just going to try and sell that so i think all those little things so i think the start is always the hardest part how can you turn a really small amount of money into a let's slightly less small amount of money that it then makes sense to to invest with like you say paul there's not much point in just sticking 100 quid into an s&p 500 fund that makes seven to nine percent on at per, per annum and just leaving it there because it's going to take a long time to get to a million quid it's going to take a long time to get to 100 grand you know so because it, it comes say that, say that again sorry no i was just going to say it. it comes from partially what your income is currently or your general wealth and where it is that you want to go to and what it is that you're trying to replace so if you're trying to replace a job income let's say you're on 30 grand a year um and you're trying to replace that that's what two and a half grand a month gross that you will want to try to replace it within maybe five years like a generalized five-year plan you're not going to do it with a, you know, with a, a growth fund, uh, you know, gaining maybe 10% a year. You're just not going to do it. Um, the only way which I could see you getting halfway there is probably through property um, and maybe getting lucky with some sort of investments. If you start to really try and focus on, you know, NFTs, crypto stocks, um, Forex, it's a slow burner. Um, take you too long to try and learn it and probably take you the best part of five years to to really take off to, to super high levels. Um, but yeah, it, it will come down to where it is you want to go. Do you just want to replace your income or do you want to get rich? Because if you want to get rich, you'll never do it ever investing in little, little funds, you know, of, you know, 10, 15%. Um, and you could have a, an income of a hundred K a year and you'll never get rich doing it. Um, hey, it's that, like the, that's, that's the biggest the game. That's because I think that's the point is that, if you're what your aspirations are, if your aspirations to live a comfortable life, you could through, you know, over a 30 year period, let's say trade. And when I say trade, I'm not talking about Forex trading or trading stocks and shares. I trade your time for money, invest your invest it in some of that in, into something that probably could potentially grow through compounding and, and continually adding to it, probably to a million quid. Now, if you use that same example of S&P 500, tracker which you know on average is going to yield you seven to nine percent a year probably well seven to nine percent of a million quid is 70 to 90 grand 
Um, most people would very comfortably be able to live off that, probably less. So in actual fact, what you could do is live off a 50 grand um, and keep the rest in there to continue to continually compound to hedge and beat inflation. True. And that's how, that's how you could live forever okay. If you've got a million pounds to invest in the first place. Yeah, no, as in like getting you can you could probably over like say a thirty in terms of a retirement plan. Oh, I see what I mean. To like to to take away like the need for a pension to create your own retirement plan, you could over a twenty to thirty year period probably create a fund of a million quid. Yeah, without taking too many risks, probably. But it's the time. It's the time that upsets people. You're not going to sell like Samuel Leeds or whoever is not going to sell a course going. I can make you rich in thirty years. Do what we should do. We should set we should actually create that course, get rich in 30 years, see how many people buy it. Yeah, it, well, I don't think it'll be or, or, or you know, write the book, get rich in 30 years. It probably wouldn't sell. <laughs> get rich in 30 minutes. That's a hot cake seller, that is guaranteed. Exactly. It's a short book as well. It just goes, you can't. Yeah, yeah just is. open the page. It's like a blank buy, page. And buy, you buy a lottery. You, can't, you wouldn't even be able to do it in 30 minutes with a lottery ticket because you can't buy a lot, lottery ticket. Let, I think it's you leave an hour before the before the draw. So the best you can do yeah. is get it an hour. Buy a lottery ticket, wait an hour, hope you win. Up <laughs> to one. I'd, I'd probably there you go, done. get that book, you know, get rich in 30 minutes, open up. It would look blank, but it's actually Braille. And it says "fuck you." Once you finally <laughs> figure out what it says, <laughs> <laughs> probably like you know on Google. You, you've just wasted a load of time and money <laughs> thinking that it's some sort of like mystery code. Like, oh yeah, if I if I figure this out, like okay, if I decrypt this, yeah, it's like oh my god, what does it say? Oh, it says "fuck you." <laughs> I think I think for for me then, go ask, answering your question. Um, I'm going to go with the boring woo-woo answer, and I say the best investment anyone can make is genuinely in them in themselves, and that's like with education. Um, and like if you've got if you start from nothing, so picture me in 2020 when I didn't know anything about investments, nothing like I didn't even really know what a mortgage was. Um, like I I was like, well, how how could I want to get rich? Of course, you know, it's the first thing I think about. I want to get rich for the time freedom and and to not worry about shit and maybe the odd materialistic thing but i was like well how do i do that so i started investing my time in myself um in my spare time um not in work time so that was like reading rich dad poor dad reading richest man in babylon and understanding vehicles to make you get rich and then then i went on to okay well the stocks and shares so i researched what they were read andrew craig's book fantastic book and then i went on to um like gold and how to invest in gold turns out it's quite easy What's the difference between digital and physical, the pros, the cons? Networked with people like yourselves. Um, you know, we had group, Aaron's group, like there was Lewis Hardings, who's in stocks and shares. You're in finance slash property, Sam, Paul, Paul, you're in property and Forex. So it's like just listening and learning and figuring out what you actually, what what strategy or what investment vehicle um, resonates with you or what do you want to do? So for me, I quite liked property development or you're with forex sam i say even though you're in property you're quite broad at the moment because you like you know you mentioned tracker funds and i think like be just being a diversified investor like some people just concentrate in crypto like 17 year old kids and get rich overnight buying a, a jpeg of fucking mr blobby or something um, <laughs> <laughs> um, to be honest i'd buy that just because i like mr blobby to be fair i'd buy it. i mean i've got a mr blobby t-shirt you know I'd, I'd buy it like 
Blobby from Air, mate. Yeah, yeah. He, talk, so, he talks a lot of sense. He does. He, he generally does. No, he, he's an under... He beats himself, but he yeah, talks a lot of sense. He's a misunderstood uh, gentleman in my yeah. books. <laughs> so I think, like... <laughs> so, uh, yeah. yeah, so I think, like... Like I've 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 purchased some physical gold just to um, see what the process was like, and I was like, well, that's a, you know, it's going to store my wealth, and it's a hedge against inflation. It's not sexy at all. I mean, gold looks sexy, but it's not sexy at all. That's going to be like a thirty-year investment, and I might add to it as I go along. Stocks and shares, ISAs, um, I literally just um, in what's it, what's Andrew Craig saying? It's in, invest and. Forget about the rest or something, or set and forget, and set and forget, something yeah. like that. Um, you know, set and forget pretty much, and that's what I which, what I do. I invest in funds that return the most, that covers pretty much the whole world. Um, I have a few individual stocks that, for companies that have longevity and they pay dividends because it's a bit of an income. It's only tiny. That's, but it, that, that's that's the key on on the individual stocks. I think is you know looking at. What companies do you genuinely believe are going to be around in 30 or 40 That's years? That's the tonight? key. Don't buy something like an IPO, like Airbnb, when that came out. that The hype was mad for that. It went up to like 140 quid or something for one share. And then it he, he, he didn't crash, but he, then it went down a bit. Because it's like, well, do people? that was just a hype stock. Whereas I think if you I invest in companies and brands that I personally use and I believe in, if I don't know what they are, I'll do a bit of research and then if you're really um, clever with it, like you can do so many YouTube videos on how to read the company's balance sheet because it's obviously it's it's you know it's it's a public it's um it's public information, isn't it? And there's websites like Yahoo Finance which you can show you their profits and loss and their um their forecast. Um so and then obviously property that's well, it's not necessarily um uh you don't need large amounts of capital to start if you're doing things like rent to rent and sourcing but you know it's uh it's still like can be time intensive um but yeah i think we, we, you know if you've got a full-time job as well i always say to everyone as invested once you've got your emergency fund and you've got no you know debts like credit cards and, and like car finance and all that sort of stuff um invest as much like i, I don't call it um what do you call it something what's it called um disposable income i call it investable income um and and i think that's like key like invest as much as as humanly possible that you can afford even if it's even if it's 10 pounds it's still a start and i think people don't even want to invest 10 pounds because they think well it's a 10 it's not going to do anything but neither's investing nothing that's not going to do anything so that's uh, long answer, but yeah, that's sort of where I. Well, I assume, start. Basically, what I think what you're, say, you're saying at the end there, Shane, is as soon as you start, the, the, mm. the better. Even yeah. if it's one pound a month, it's better. Even if it's than a nothing. quid, it's better than an out. Yeah, yeah, because that as much as what Paul was saying, small amounts compounding over time don't make a lot, but they still make something. Um, and you're not going to miss that pound. You're not going. This is why, um, like one of the one of the, the apps I use is Moneybox. Because it allows you, although although I put mo- most of my like investment into my um, Hargreaves Lansdowne account because my, um, my 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 brother-in-law works there, so it's quite helpful. Um, nice. but, but I use Moneybox as like almost like my rainy day fund kind of thing because um, I just have like the, there's a, a thing on there where you just your spending account you attach to it, and then what happens is is that if you buy something for two pound. I don't know twenty. You it will you can set it so that it automatically rounds it up to the nearest 
pound and the difference is just put into the investment account every at the end of every week so if you're buying a coffee for two for three pound 20 then suddenly it costs you four quid you're not really seeing that but if you're doing that every day and then i mean even stupid is like you might buy something for one pound 99 but you still that one penny still goes in there just yeah you're not seeing it and i wicked feature that is honestly i started doing it um i started doing doing this less than six months ago and i haven't even looked at it looked at it the other day and i've got over a grand in that account that's nice that's brilliant that's the same and that is when you when you talk about set and forget that really is true set and forget uh, so, don't even think about it and that's just that's just rainy day money like you know if i if if i was desperate i i can i can access that yeah it's sitting in a in an i it's sitting in just like a standard isa account you genuinely don't notice it do you so like you know the the, the chase i've got i've got a chase bank account and they have the roundup savings account within the app so anything you spend yeah. it just rounds up like that and in the course of five months i've rounded up just looking the app now 78 pounds and 31 pence and that's given me a five percent um, interest rate on it, which is I think it's pretty good for it for an account. Five percent on an interest on a, on a on a savings yeah. fucking brilliant. It's really good, isn't it? So oh, you know, five percent on seventy eight quid is me, uh, it's not me, bad. So me and me and uh, Paul pausing for a sec to open up our Chase savings account. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds brilliant, man. <laughs> Funny enough, I just I just tried googling quickly. Um, I couldn't remember who it was who called Compound Interest the eighth wonder of the world. I Einstein. It was Einstein. Yeah, I thought it was Buffett for a second. Do you remember, do you remember that bloke? Einstein. It's quite famous, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. It was the guy who captured King Kong, wasn't it? What's, it? What's his name? Jack? Whatever his face. Carl. Jack Black. Jack Black, yeah. <laughs> Carl is the character. He's the one that said uh, uh, the eighth wonder of the world. But basically... I just, just while trying to find that quote, I just found a quote by Warren Buffett, who I thought had said that, um, you know, the Einstein quote. Um, And he just said something which I fully resonate with and I have done for the last five years or so as I've taken my foot off the pedal of just trying to get rich. Um, Like the complete mindset shift, which I've required um, in terms of investing, investing time in myself, time in businesses, um, you know, trying to draw out everything which I can from Forex, trying to grow different businesses, so on and so forth. And his quote, I wish I'd read this years ago. Um, I've just read it now. Um, I always, and this is true, I've always known. So I always knew I was going to be rich, so I was never in a hurry to. It's like, mm. fuck, that's good. It's that's like, that's, that's really just hit because it's like, I always knew. Um, you know, it was just a matter of time. But why was I rushing? Why you was believed I believed it, yeah, believed it. Like, mm. but I wanted it now, you know, and, and I think that's a big risk which a lot of people take. Um, you know, when they're younger, especially, I want it now. I want what I can see on Instagram, I want what I can see everybody else doing. Um, you know, we're just in different leagues, you know. We're not these Instagram influencers who have like multi-million in the bank, you know, we're not flying over to Dubai in our private jet to go race around in our little Lamborghinis. Um, which we'll switch out for a Rolls Royce in the middle of the day. Like we're in different leagues. Um, we can't have that. Um, but you can do one day, um, you know, as long as you focus on yourself correctly and focus on where your money's going. But yeah, yeah. you guys have made some cracking points today, I think. Um, really good ideas. To be fair to Warren Buffett, though, he's really old. He's had a lot of time to think about them quotes, hasn't he? Yeah, he's about, yeah, about 300, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's racked them up. 
in the compound the compound effect of his quotes is outstanding yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man um, but he is a good he's a godfather investing that's not i'm not not demeaning mr buffett you know no for sure got a solid head of hair on him for an old boy as well that's true this is true but yeah it's um yeah basically he's growing his wealth through compounding as well so yeah. you know stocks which give out shares definitely definitely worth doing um but it's something which i've been thinking recently as well like you know it's okay making money um but if that money's not doing anything you know it's just sat in the bank doing jack shit really i know what my outgoings are each month i know what my play money is each month as well so like you know i live a fairly like normal life i don't go out and splash all the time i probably have done the last couple of weeks a little bit more than usual but it's already getting boring um but that money is just going to accumulate so i'm just probably going to treat it a little bit like i would in a computer game or something like that and just invest every spare bit which comes in and that's just either going to grow or it's going to shrink or whatever but that's my new game that's what i'm going to play with so the spare money which i've got uh, which is basically anything beyond my living expenses is just going to be put into these different diversification models so yeah it's not a bad shout not a bad idea actually because um, right. i went for a phase of trying to save just save 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 because i was fearful of losing but um i'm sort of snapping out of that a little bit lately mm. but yeah. yeah nice no superb okay well i think that that probably wraps up the show unless anybody else has anything to to add in no i'll finish my beer yeah, I'll finish my beer as well. So that's like, that probably, you know, signifies the end of the show. Yeah, I'm just about to finish no, one. No, yeah, it's not only cans. No, there's no cans. Yeah, yeah it's only water now. No cans left. <laughs> and the next one, we should be meeting face-to-face at some sort of beer place. Yes. Like a pub, basically. Yeah. Like a pub, yeah. Yeah, pub. yeah like a pub. <laughs> <laughs> <Or a brewery. laughs> yeah. market. So, yeah. without a doubt. Well, I'll do my outro, right? Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Um, don't forget to follow our social channel on Instagram, uh, Only Cans Podcast. I think it's underscore pod, uh, the Only Cans underscore podcast. Yeah. Um, give us a, a like, a review, a comment on any platform you are listening to, and uh, share it with your friends, or else Paul will come and get you with his water. Yeah. <laughs> Be drenched. <laughs> Love it. Cool. All right, cool. Now for now, folks. See you, everybody. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in to the official Only Cans podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure. But before you go, we wanted to ask you a little favour. If you could hit the follow button or rate us five stars on whatever platform you're on that gives you notifications or you can give us a review, that would be absolutely awesome. Now, we'll see you very soon with another episode of the official Only Cans podcast. See you later. Cheers. <laughs>